And on this Monday show, we've got plenty of sweeping highlights from baseball. Some sweeping highlights against softball, unfortunately. UCF came to town and convincingly won the Warren I-4, beating Georgina Cork twice. Of course, no team had beaten her but once all year long, and not only do the Knights do it twice, but now they've beaten her four times, and they've beaten the Bulls seven straight times. Yeah, UCF has all the bragging rights in the world, and they pulled it off in very impressive fashion. So we'll save that until the second segment. We'll start off with the baseball team sweeping Niagara. Also, we'll give you full details of a great weekend for tennis as the men, after falling on Friday in a close one, win a close one on Sunday. The women also get a victory on Friday that we'll go back to and relive the details of. We'll also tell you what both golf teams are up to. This is really the first time that they've both been playing on the same day. We'll tell you how the women got started on Sunday and the field that the men are going up against in an event that begins today. Remind you that we are a couple weeks away from the spring football game. We will have as I've been getting more involved in the broadcast as we get closer to it and have had more time to focus on an hour pregame. So, yeah, there'll be a, a full coverage on USF Bulls Unlimited. Not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, April the 9th. We'll be on the air at 5 o'clock. And since the game will not be video streamed, mark that down if you can't make it to Raymond James Stadium, which, you know, that's going to be the, the easiest way to see it. But if you can't get there... The only way to see it is through your ears right here on USF Bowls Unlimited. Naturally, we had all the baseball and softball for you this weekend. And if you're listening to Friday's show, we gave you a pretty strong hint that the Bulls can be expected to sweep Niagara, which just does not have the pitching. And the Bulls took advantage. Now, they got plenty of big hits, but they also were able to be patient and take a lot of bases that were given to them. They win the first game on Friday 9-4 to now against a team where they're Friday night starter, frankly, is kind of a soft-tossing lefty. You hope to be able to just take advantage of the chances. Drew Brutcher was able to single on a full-count pinch to left field as they had him shifted to pull. Two were down. Daniel Cantu walks on a full count. Then the bases are loaded after a four-pitch walk to Matt Ruiz. Jackson Mayo, a one-and-one count to him. There's a fastball whack to the left side. One run will score. They will send Cantu. Actually, they'll hold him. Right play as that was a decent throw. But Jackson Mayo, an RBI single. And both hits in this inning have been the other way by left. Now it's Roberto Pena. And that one is not going to be stopped. Actually, decent effort by the shortstop to Jardins, but that is going to score two. And Mayo is going to settle in at third. Roberto Pena, two RBI double. And the Bulls have a three spot here in the bottom of the first. They would make a habit out of scoring early, and that's exactly what you want to do against a team like Niagara. You don't want to, A, give their pitchers confidence, and, B, give your guys a little bit of doubt like when it's going to happen. And Orion Kirkring was having no issues right from the jump holding down the Eagles. Another 0-2 pitch. Kirkring takes something off, swung on a missed strike three. Strikeout number three for Kirkring. That was a dynamite pitch right there. Morrow had a two-hit game in their last game against George Washington, earning another start. But Kirkring is throwing in that slider to the inside part of the plate against these righties, and they have nothing for it. It's 0-2. Kirkring looked for a lickety-split inning here. And, yep, there's the slider. And looking again. Nine up, nine down. Couple more walks in the third inning. One hit leads to a run. That's Matt Ruiz, who singled in Ben Rosenblum. Then 
the bigger hit in the bottom of the fourth. There's Aaron Pepping, who I'm guessing will be the game two starter for softball against UCF and what I predict will be a matchup of former ECU pitchers. That ball is destroyed deep to left field and watching it fly out of here. Carmine Lane struck out his first two times up. Wild tried to beat him with low 80s and failed strategy. Carmine Lane hits his seventh home run. And boy, you can hear that right off the bat. Just talking about the softball team, and they're all applauding that clout. Bulls get a home run, and it was a no-doubter. And again, we will talk about softball in our second segment. This was after the softball game where they had lost on Friday, but the baseball team was winning and getting an ace-like, as I made sure to mention, performance from its Friday night starter and former closer. Ryan Kirkring, the kid from Venice High School. What a story he's been this year. And there's that all-speed pitch, swinging and missing, striking out the side. He is up to seven Ks. And the Bulls, you'd have to call him ace right now, co-ace with Jack Jasiak maybe, is cruising along. Definitely pitching like an ace regardless. Isn't it something how Hunter Mink's ability to close out games, and he would get into the action later on in the weekend as we're bringing you through the weekend, giving you highlights of all three games, allowed Kirkring to be set in the starting rotation. Hard to believe it. The beginning of the year was kind of a TBD situation. If Kirkring didn't have to close either of the first two games, he'd be your Sunday starter. Well, now he's your Friday starter. Could flop with Jack Jaciak. More on him in a second. But he was definitely in the ace role on this night with the seven innings and just 81 pitches struck out eight. Tip of the cap on the other side, Evan Wild threw 129 pitches. Unfortunately, he lived up to his name, even though there's an E at the end of Wild, with seven walks in this game. The Bulls would tack on two more runs in the seventh with the help of his last two walks that loaded up the bases. Then they bring in a side armor that threw around 70 miles an hour, walks the first man he sees, a strange infield fly with the bases loaded that was dropped, brought Roberto Pena home. He was actually pretty sharp to take off for home on that one. Then in the bottom of the eighth, the hardest hit ball of the night wrapped up the scoring for the Bulls. And again, the mid-60s fastball is working out. Hey, guess what? If I was pitching, that'd be about my pace too. Now Jackson Mayo is going to try and solve it, and I think he just did. Deep to right field. He had to supply all the power, and he does. Jackson Mayo said, I'll take your mid-60s heater and jack it out of here. You can't spell Jackson without Jack. He would go two for five on the night with three RBI, top of the order, Carmine Lane, a homer and two ribs, Drew Brutcher with three hits. They would uh, ease off of pitching to him, by the way, and Roberto Pena not only got things going with that two RBI hit in the first inning, he also walked three of the Bulls eight times. We could have had better relief pitching in the eighth and the ninth as Tyler Dietz walked a couple. Man, he can bring it with the heater, but he had to be pulled in the ninth. Devin Hemingway allowed an inherited run to score, and they would actually score their three runs there in the ninth, but the 9-1 lead was more than enough, and the Bulls win it by the score of 9-4. Moving on to Saturday afternoon's game, and the Bulls would again have a similarly easy time, 7-1, and again, it was Roberto Pena getting things going early on. 
Oh, Pena strokes that ball. That's the way the wind is going. That's the way the right fielder is drifting, and that one is out of here. He told you the wind was picking up going to right, and Pena took full advantage of a fastball right down the heart, sending it the other way, and the Bulls are up early, two to nothing. Roberto Pena moved up to three in the order, and making it look like the right move for head coach Billy Mull. That's one thing coach Mull has really not just thrown out the same lineup now. For the most part of course the top of the order has been some combination of Lane Brutcher, Rosenblum and Cantu in this game because they started at lefty Blake McMillan. He actually gave Cantu his first day off and also Jared Eaton didn't start but with guys like Keanu Jacobs Guichard able to hit and Mayo stayed in the lineup even though he was a lefty Brutcher being the other. You actually had a lineup with Three guys that have given the Bulls multiple starts at shortstop all in the lineup with Gonzalez, actually your shortstop, Jacobs Guichard as your DH, and Matt Ruiz moving over to second base, a place that he has played plenty. Bulls left the bases loaded, though, in the second inning and then ran themselves into an out in the third. So two to nothing, and it certainly should have been a bigger score than that. But Carmine Lane, who had been retired twice already leads off the bottom of the fourth with a double there was two walks and with one out new pitcher put away type hit base is loaded for the third time today for the bulls we're in the fourth inning they've left them stranded though twice rosenblum's not going to do it this time golfs the ball to right field that is going to get through the gap two runs will score and they are going to wave ruiz and a bases clearing double now it's an emergency for Niagara as Hospital comes in and coughs up all three runs. It's five zip. I mean, come on, the guy's last name was Hospital. It had to happen. Joaquin Monquet, who was again in the starting lineup as a righty playing first base. Pena actually played right field in this one. And the Bulls would get the double from Monquet. He would add another RBI on a sack fly. That was the only run they would plate the rest of the way in the sixth inning. Four different relievers. All tossed exactly one inning after Jack Jasiak gets that run support only through 61 pitches as they're easing him back from injury. One hit allowed in five innings. Just struck out two. Each of the next four guys all struck out exactly one. Austin Grouse, Ethan Brown, Tommy Groom, Caleb Punsack. None of them had what you'd call a clean inning as there were four walks interspersed in there. Tommy Groom, I'd say, was the most effective pitcher. He gave up one base runner, and the Bulls get the win in this game. Drew Brutcher walked a couple times, I said, was 0 for 2 technically, but scored twice. Pena with that two-run homer early. Rosenblum scored two runs, had the bases clearing double, also walked a couple of times as the Bulls walked seven as a team. And Nick Gonzalez, two for four at the bottom of the order. Then yesterday, again, doesn't hurt to get an early lead. The Bulls were able to do that without a hit in the first inning. You had Drew Brutcher getting hit by a pitch. A wild pitch advanced him. A pass ball on a strikeout put runners at first and third. Matt Ruiz, a sack fly RBI. Then they would not have anything going until the bottom of the fourth inning. First of all, Brad Lord was doing things. And then after two walks and a single had the bases loaded, here's how Lord into the big-time bottom of the fourth sounded as called by Jay Retcher. So Here's the 0-2. Bailey does not go this time. High fastball cut on a miss, strike three. So Lord with the high stinky cheese. That is his fifth strikeout of the day. Good stuff from Brad Lord. Here's the 0-1. That ball hit, base hit right field. Mayo in to score. Monkey will stop at third. So it's an RBI single for Nick Gonzalez. That 
3-4 hole has been open all day long. And that was like the perfect guy in that situation for Nick Gonzalez. So the RBI single makes it 3-0 Bulls. Here's the 0-1. That's a swingy bunt right back to the pitcher. DeLuca can't handle it. Monquet scores to make it 4-0. Here's the 3-1. That pitch is outside ball four. So Drew Brutcher reaches for the third time today without the benefit of swinging the bat. He does get an RBI for the walk. Bulls leading now 5-0 after picking up a four spot here in the bottom of the fourth. It's an interesting formation. Here's the 1-1. Breaking ball, that's ball's hit well. Base hit left field. Gonzalez will score. Lane will stay at first. It's an RBI single for Roberto Pena. It's 6-0 Bulls. The only, and you can't call it a downer, but slight, small, perhaps disappointment was that Brad Lord was unable to pitch the fifth inning. He was absolutely great. Four innings of one-hit ball with six strikeouts was on a pitch count through 46. He had not pitched the last couple of weekends. Then Hunter Mink actually gets the win. And for a man who has still not given up a run, two innings, one-hit ball, didn't strike anyone out, but only allowed a couple of base runners. His Twin Tanner Mink kind of struggled as Niagara got him for a couple runs in the seventh. But the Bulls got a big bomb and another nice day from a freshman. Wrapped up. That ball's hit deep to right field, and that is a no-doubter. Get out of here, ball over the trees in right field. Daniel Cantu. Cantu, Cantu. A two-run blast, and the Bulls lead it 8-0. Dan the man, yes he can. The right fielder O'Connor didn't even move. Wow, that was a well hit ball. Got out of here in a hurry. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Mayo. That ball hit, base hit through the left side. Rivera's gonna touch third, he is going to score. That's an RBI single for Jackson Mayo. He stays hot, his third hit of the day, and the Bulls now lead it nine to two. Somebody cool that young man off. Boy, has Jackson from Jacksonville been great. The Bulls win it by the score of 11 to three. He had three hits on the day, and even in the win on Friday night where he had two hits, he could have had two more. I mean, he has just been hitting the ball. Lane actually was 0 for four in this one. Brutcher was 0 for one as he was walked a couple of times, and as you heard, hit by a pitch. Bulls took nine bases in this game, and Daniel Cantu, of course, hit the big home run. Brutcher's hitting 356, Lane's hitting 352. He leads the league in actual hits and in RBI with 33. Jackson Mayo is up to 345. Then it is a drop-off down to Ben Rosenblum at 270, and 250 is the best any of the other regulars have. But remember, Roberto Pena missed a couple of weekends and is now really getting it done with a 311 batting average and a 492 on base again he walked three times in one game so his reemergence Matt Ruiz's reemergence have been big and the pitching looks like it's pretty well settled if you can go in a conference play with Kirkring, Jaciak and Lord as your three starters speaking of conference play it starts on Friday but first Bethune Cookman the Bulls will hope for a sixth straight win they play the Eagles tomorrow at home at 6, and I'll have that call for you. Did have the call of the softball this weekend. Yeah, conference play started off in not-so-good fashion for the Bulls. So not as many highlights, but we'll tell you about the weekend. We'll also tell you about golf and tennis when we come back. This is Bulls Beat. Stay tuned. <laughs> 